Thank you for tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas here with you today. I want to tell you that I pray for you daily. I love you and I, I want to challenge you again today to stir it up, to live a life of revival, to live a life where you're on fire for God, to live a, guy, a life where the enthusiasm for the things of the Lord is very prevalent to others, that it might draw them to Christ and stir up revival in their hearts as well, in their lives, their family, their community. And so uh, I want to talk to you about about this idea of stirring it up or revival. And I wrote a, a book on cultivating personal revival that I titled Turn It Up a Notch. And some of this, I, these ideas in this podcast are straight from that book. I want to encourage you to purchase a book. Go to my website at www.rfm1.com and uh, click on books and you can order a book straight from the website. So I encourage you to do that and uh, stir it up. We're going to talk about this today. We're going to be reading from Psalms chapter 8. There's been many a time where I've needed personal revival in my life, where I've hit rock bottom, where I've wanted to quit, where I'm disappointed with the way things have turned out, and um, you know, I dwell on the negative instead of on God's Word, and I find myself in a pit of despair. And uh, perhaps you're there right now or you've been there. Uh, this recording is designed to help you get out of that hole. And, and so um, stir it up. It's, there are certain things I've learned that, that I have to do in order for God to meet me halfway. In order for God to stir me up, I have to stir things up in these areas of repentance. I have to repent. Uh, F.B. Meyer once said, God said, God said that there's um, small hidden sins and habits being that are blinding us each and every day of our lives. So we have to repent daily from sin. In fact, in the Lord's Prayer, He said, forgive us our sins as we forgive others their sins. We're also to review we're to review, review our spiritual inventory. Our inventory. Spiritual inventory. What giftings and callings are upon our lives. When those begin to um, dim in our lives, then at that point, uh, we're in need of revival. And so review your spiritual inventory daily. Your, your fervor or passion uh, passion for prayer, passion for praise and worship, passion for fellowship, passion for church attendance. Review that. Constantly be, do, be doing that. Be on the lookout for areas where you're wandering off the straight and narrow path with the Lord. Also, we need to refocus our attention on the Lord. So we repent, review, and refocus. Uh, what's my focus? Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 tells us what our focus should be. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, next is reject. Reject the lies of Satan. The devil attacks us when we're young 
now it's now now it's uh, it seems like it's more intense in my life um, very evident when he attacks we're also to retreat and renew our fellowship with the Lord and fellowship with others we're also to reveal our hearts be open uh, in our relationship with the Lord open your heart to God let him know what you need in your life and Hebrews or Ephesians 5 17 through 29 tells us to be being filled with the spirit of the living God daily we should be filled with the presence of God daily we should be filled with the Holy Spirit so we're going to be reading from Psalms chapter 8 it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemies and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful psalm. It's been called a hymn of praise. It's also been called a hymn of creation. It's not about the how of creation that matters, but the who of creation that we're looking at this day. Let's look at three areas of God's work. Let's look at His majesty, His methods, and the master. First of all, we're going to look at this area of His majesty. We see the majesty of God as we study the scriptures. How bright His glory shines to us. It is ours. He who made us protects us, takes special care of us. The birth, life, preaching, miracles, and suffering, and death, and the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ are all known throughout the world. We hear the name, God's excellent name, and we praise Him. Yahweh is mentioned here in the Hebrew. He's the self-existent one. Before anything created was created, God existed. This name is used first in Genesis 2, verse 4. Apparently, Adam knew God by his personal name. His name reflects his nature, who God is. He's Yahweh. He's also Adonai in the Bible, which means sovereign. He's the God who is in control. And so it is, it's certainly good to know that God is in control of our lives and, and in the future on earth and in eternity that awaits us. He's in control, totally in control of all the circumstances around us and, and with us. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Folks, He is a sovereign God. He's a God who can bring about His will. He can bring it to pass in our lives. Some believe that there's over 70 names given to God in the Old Testament. 70 names. Wow. 
Every time a name is mentioned, one of his works or attributes is revealed. For instance, the word Adonai means Lord. Elohim means one true God. Yahweh, we've already covered the name of Yahweh. Yahweh means a self-existent one. He's also seen in the Bible as El Roy, Roy, which means God who sees. He's El Shaddai, God Almighty. He's also Yahweh Jireh or Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He's known as Jehovah Rapha, which means our healer. Jehovah Nissi, our banner. Jehovah Makedesh, the God who sanctifies us. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Ra, which means our shepherd or Rohi which means our shepherd. Jehovah's Sidkenu, which means the Lord our righteousness. In the New Testament, though, his name is Jesus. We hear his name and we kneel and confess that he is Lord and Savior of us all. It is the most powerful name this side of heaven, more powerful than any cancer, more powerful than any diabetes or any heart disease. It's the name of Jesus. It's the most powerful name on this side of heaven. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Even the devils hear his name and tremble. No name is so universal as the name of Jesus. No power and influence so generally felt as that of the name of Jesus. The majesty of God is seen on the other side of heaven. You have set your glory above the heavens, the Bible says. We on this earth hear his name and we praise it. The angels and all of heaven see his glory and they praise from that side. Amen. And yet he is exalted far above even their blessing and their praise. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. His name is praised on the other side of heaven as well as on this side. Amen. So we're looking at three areas of God's work. The first is majesty. The second is method or methods. The method God has chosen to still the enemy and the, the avenger is listed in Psalm chapter 8. It's um, it says it's in found in praise. God has chosen to use imperfect vessels to bring about His praise. He has chosen this method so that when He does mighty works, He gets the glory, He gets the credit, and He gets the praise. Second Corinthians four seven says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us." Again, I'm drinking a hot cup of tea today. It's kind of cool here in Texas. Uh, but it's always good to share the word of the Lord with you. Uh, it keeps me on fire for God. And so uh, the tea is, uh, I, I look at tea as an antifreeze to keep the water warm in my engine. Uh, the power is released. The power of God, folks, is released through praise. He stills the enemy and the avenger, the scripture says the word still means to take away he takes away the devil from your life he takes away his works from your life he takes away the seed that he's sown in your life he takes it away from you do you want the enemy out of your life then begin to praise him 
with all your heart. David said, Come magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Begin to praise him. Regardless of what you're facing this morning, make a decision to praise. Someone once said about difficult times, Don't nurse it, don't curse it, don't rehearse it, and God will reverse it. In other words, uh, don't be um, uh, dwelling on the negative things that are happening in your life. But reverse the thing by praising God. Make a decision to praise Him so God can steal the enemy. Someone called me this week and shared a testimony with me. This young lady said she was going through a serious trial. Her heart was failing her, wanted to stop on her. Uh, Four heart specialists all came to the same conclusion. She was standing at death's door. Her heart muscles were deteriorating. They even had trouble finding her pulse. When she made a decision, suddenly she rose up and made a decision to praise him right there in the doctor's office or the presence of the doctors. She began to praise the God who healeth her. She began to praise the one who sent his word and healed her. She began to praise the one by whose stripes she was healed. And God stilled the enemy and the avenger. God took away a failing heart and gave her a new heart. Can you imagine that? The doctors were amazed that she has the heart of an 18-year-old now. She was healed by the Almighty. In the Old Testament, when the nation of Israel went out to battle, It was always Judah that was lined up first, the tribe of Judah that was lined up first um, to battle the enemy. Judah means praise. Sixteen verses in the Old Testament says these two words, Judah first. Before going to war, we must Judah first. We must praise him first. David said, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is my light. And another psalm he wrote, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, David kept himself on fire for God. He also sung this song, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of all my fears. Oh, I'm telling you, David knew how to stir up revival in his life. You you have to get a hold of the word. That's the method God uses, God's implemented, God has established for you and I to walk in revivals, to get a hold of the word, confess it, declare it, and proclaim it over your life and your situations that you're facing. No wonder somebody, someone once said, impossibilities become challenges, because it's a challenge to continue to press forward in praise and acknowledgement of the word of God when your circumstances are speaking the opposite to you. And so we look at three areas of God's word. The first we've already looked at is majesty, the majesty of God, the greatness of our God. Second is the method that God has established for us 
to turn this thing around. And third is the master. We're taken back to the fall here in Psalm 8. Adam had been given dominion over the earth. In Genesis 1.26, the scripture says, um, let me find it here. In Genesis 1.26, the scripture says to us, says to us here, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. You see, this Psalm 8 sounds a lot like Genesis one twenty six and following. Sounds exactly alike. And so he was, man was to rule. He was to multiply. Adam was to rule and to multiply. Of course, Adam sinned and lost dominion upon the, the earth. But God, who is ever thoughtful of man, came to the earth to set man free. You see, he did not get caught by surprise. It wasn't a plan B. God had this in his mind. In fact, the Lamb of God was slain since before the foundation of the earth, the Bible tells us in Revelation. And so, he says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? God is ever thoughtful of man and was always thoughtful of man, so that to the point that he came to the earth to set man free. He came to take us from the grasp of the evil one, our lives were such a mess, but the messenger came. His name is Jesus. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, when he has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. And the Son of Man that visits us, visits him. Psalm 8 verse 4. Verse 5 says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of the hands. You and I are the works of his hands. The New Testament says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Colossians says to us that we have been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to him. We're in God's hands with Christ Jesus. We're in his hands, folks. So no wonder that he, the psalmist sung joyfully, o, o Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. That's the method. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? 
For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. We have looked at his majesty, we've looked at his method, and we've looked at the master. We are the works of his hands. Whose hands? The hands of the Lord. I was thinking about this the other day. A basketball in my hands is worth about $19, but in the hands of LeBron James, it's worth about $33 million or more. A baseball in my hands is worth $6, but in Mark McGuire's hands, it was worth $19 million in his heyday. A tennis racket in my hands is a tennis racket. In Djokovic's hands, it's a Wimbledon championship or an Australian championship. A rod in my hands will keep a wild animal away. But a rod in Moses' hands parted a mighty sea. A slingshot in my hands is a child's toy. But a slingshot in David's hands is a mighty weapon to bring down the lion, the bear, and even the giants. Two fish and five loaves of bread in my hands is a lunch. Two fish and five loaves of bread in Jesus' hands fed thousands upon thousands. The nails in my hands will produce a birdhouse. The nails in Jesus' hand produce salvation for the entire world. You are worth so much when your life is in His hands. Shouldn't you place your life in His hands today and begin to praise Him, begin to stir up revival? Begin to stir up that enthusiasm in your heart. Bow your head with me. We're going to pray this this day that God would just set you on fire for him. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for all the blessings. We thank you for the giftings, the callings of God upon our lives. We thank you that there's a, a destiny you've charted out for us, O oh God. And right now we begin to praise you. We honor you. You're our Redeemer. You're our Master. You're our God and our Savior. You're the one who set us free, O oh God, from the bondages of sin. You paid sin's price and you broke sin's power and we praise your holy name today. You're majestic and you're holy and you're high above all the earth, O oh God. You're a sovereign God and you're in control. We declare that over our life, that you're in control. No matter what the circumstance looks like, you are sovereign and you're in control. And nothing surprises you, O oh God, for you do not sleep nor slumber, but you're in control. You're sovereign over our lives. And we thank you that you work all things together for good to those who love you. Now I pray, O oh God, for the listener. I pray you would touch him or her and quicken their minds and their hearts to receive from your word and to have this message embedded in them, O oh God, that you are majestic, you've provided a method, and you are our master, O oh God. I declare that over the listener, victory. And, 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 and the conquering power of Jesus Christ to be released upon them, the delivering power of Jesus Christ, the victorious power of Jesus Christ, we loose it over their life in Jesus' name, and to you be the glory and the honor forever in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas.